Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex, joined today by my brother Spence. What's up, guys? So we're going to do an episode that I probably didn't think we were ever going to do, which is talking primarily about mobile games on mobile phones specifically. Uh, there's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. Let's start with some good stuff. Spence, I know you're excited about Call of Duty Mobile, which just came out this week. Yeah. So um, first of all, I was really skeptical of it when mm-hmm. I first heard about it because I don't traditionally play shooters on phones. I think they usually control like really clunky. Right. The first time I played this, it just felt super smooth. Like I didn't have trouble controlling everything. There's two different types of uh, settings for how you shoot. You can either have like an auto fire. So as soon as you aim over someone, it's automatically shooting. Or you can have um, the advanced settings, which you basically press the fire button and then aim and it auto aims down sight. So I really like that feature that it gives you either or. I use the advanced settings just because I'm more comfortable with it. Um, there's all old maps. So maps from like COD 4, Black Ops 2. Um, and then the Battle Royale map. Yes, it was a Battle Royale. And you know me, I usually go on the rant. Of, right. <laughs> I'm over it. Running the other uh, direction from them. I, yeah. I st- yeah, I still kind of am. But this one actually feels really good, which is weird for me to say considering it's on a phone. Right. Um, it looks graphically really good for a phone. Like I can't believe it how it looks. It's great. Um, what kind of phone? We got you on, a, on an Apple device. Yep, I'm playing it on an iPhone 10R. Okay. So, so it it looks pretty good. I I can't lie. Um, multiplayer. They have a bunch of different modes. There's team deathmatch, domination, search and destroy. Uh, I think there's a game mode called Frontline, which is super cool. You can use voice chat, so you can talk to, like, your team. Today, I was uh, – I had just clocked out of work, and me and my coworker ran a match with his brother who was at home, and me and him were sitting next to each other. We were using voice comms just, like, on our phones at the shop that we uh, work at. So – there's just so much that I can praise about the game. The only thing that I don't really like is that there's like the battle pass and like uh, right. you know premium crates and stuff like that that you yeah, have to buy the microtransaction there. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's any any worse than like its console companions in that way? No. Right. Okay. Just since like uh, since since mobile devices are considered like the originators of the microtransaction in a way. Yeah. Now you got to wonder if they would like really push it on that, on that end. You would think, but it's not, I mean, the most that they like really promote it is when you first log in, it gives you like a couple notifications of different boxes and like bundles you can buy. Right. But then as soon as you exit out of it, it's pretty much just all just playing the game. Right, okay. Can you um, connect a controller to that game? Does it have controller support? Yeah, have you tried yes. that at all? I have not. No? Because okay. I don't have anything that's compatible with my phone to connect yeah. to it. 
No. I think it just works with uh with um wireless Xbox controllers should work with an Xbox One controller. Hmm. Look into that. I haven't tried it since I since I, I have I know for sure, like I knew looking up in the first place that uh PS4 controllers were supported. So that's like sort of all that I looked at, but I'm pretty sure that is said PS4 and Xbox One controllers would be uh, supported in the update. Hmm. Um, I think it would be interesting, interesting to see how the game changes if you can play with a controller versus, you know, the touchscreen. Right. Since they seem right. to have figured out the touchscreen, <laughs> just introduce a controller back in. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. The other thing, there's only one more thing that I really do like is that they also have like ranked modes. So you can play and like try to earn your rank which isn't very like typical in my opinion of a mobile game. That's usually mm-hmm. like a console or a PC type thing. So they really went for it on this one, I got to say. And it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Right, so it really feels like a Call of Duty game just on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Really did. No, seriously, it does. And this is coming from someone who kind of abandoned the series for a while because I thought it right. was just garbage. Right. But it it really feels like the old kind of games and it's it's really awesome uh so switching gears to something that isn't necessarily a perfect translation from console to mobile we also got uh mario kart tour coming out which you said you really didn't like i think it's fine with some major caveats but you really don't like it so can i hear your negative opinions first i guess so there's only two driving settings. Oh, there's only two driving settings. Right. One is like the normal, just steering, and the other is drift. Drifting, right? Why? Both yeah, are controlled almost the same way. That, yeah, but why is it? You know, if you put on drift, it's like hops immediately as soon as you hit it. You know, you have no chance to like make micro turns. Mm-hmm. It's just all straight drifting, which. If I wanted to do that, I would play a drift game. I wouldn't, you know, want to try to play Mario Kart. That's completely different. Right. But I don't know. It just feels really clunky to me. And it's really boring (laughs) for me anyways. Right. Yeah. So my main thing about it is is a super simplified version of the game. So if if you don't know, you basically, you can, your cart moves by itself and you just steer. So, and when you want to drift, you just turn on the drift option and your steering becomes drifting, basically. Um, and you don't really need to do anything else. The tracks, at least the, I've played, I think, three cups total. None of them felt like really complicated in, in terms of the turns or anything like that, that you would need to worry about adjusting your drifts, you know, in any major way like you might in like the console versions. Uh, but right. as somebody who like I really love drifting in Mario Kart, it's like my favorite thing in the whole game. So the fact that it is, I think, overly simplified in this game, and you just swipe, and then your character sort of like perfectly banks around a turn, and there's like no way for you to sort of ride that or adjust it at all. That is kind of frustrating, you know. Um, it makes me feel like I'm missing like a key component of the experience. Yeah, but uh, but the other thing is that it kind of just in general to me feels like it's not as fast or as action packed, I guess, as like a normal game of Mario Kart. 
And maybe that's because your character just moves and the stakes are lower and you're not doing as much. You don't have as many buttons to worry about. But it just doesn't feel like it's as involved, you know, or I guess challenging, even though I don't necessarily think Mario Kart is challenging in the first place, you know, but it doesn't feel right. like you're doing as much. No, I totally agree. And it kind of hurts the game, I think, when it could be, could have been, could have been a little more interesting, you know? I mean, they've done portable yeah. Mario Kart games before, you know, every Nintendo handheld since the Game Boy Advance has had one, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't have figured out some way to make it work, but they just went for the super, super simple touch interface. And I think it, I think it hurts the game. I uh, agree. The, uh, I said all that after saying that I thought the game was fine. <laughs> I think it's fine right. if you want to, if you want like a super casual round of Mario Kart, you know, but if you have access to a switch in Mario Kart eight or even a 3ds in Mario Kart seven, like there's no reason to pick this up. Uh, especially because of, like I asked about the Call of Duty microtransactions, um, this game has a ton of them, and every every character that you would want to get after the first random one that you get, you have to fire off the gotcha pipe cannon. Uh, every cart you want to get, you have to collect. I think they're called rubies, which is again just like the most dumb generic mobile phone type of fake currency that you can possibly use. Uh, basically, yeah. if you want to unlock anything in the game, stuff that playing a normal game of Mario Kart, you would unlock by winning cups and by beating time trials and you know things like that. Uh, all of it is unlocked through getting this in-game currency, which, of course, you can pay for. So, I don't know. For people that are maybe more into mobile games in the first place, maybe this is going to seem like it's a really great thing. Maybe the microtransactions are just going to seem normal. But I think for anybody who is a Mario Kart fan and was curious about playing on mobile, I don't think this is going to work for them. Right. That's just my take on it. I agree. I I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. I just, again, it to me, it just, like you said, it's slow, you know? Then mm-hmm. to me, that equates to boring when it comes to Mario Kart. You know, I want it to be fast paced. Right. Yeah, I think Mario Kart's at its best when it's just like total chaos. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's my take anyway. Like, I love my favorite track is Baby Park <laughs> because it's Me so too. short and just exactly. so much ridiculousness can happen, you know. Uh, and you can't get that in this game. I just don't think it would it would be compatible in any kind of way. So maybe the biggest thing to come out of the mobile market is the launch of the long-awaited Apple Arcade service. This is Apple's $5 per month subscription service exclusively on iOS where you get to access, they said 100 games. I don't think there's quite 100 games on there yet, but they are adding a couple more games every day, every other day. So very quickly here, we're going to be at 100 games. There's, I think, 70 to 80 right now. And uh, I've played maybe like less than 10 of those, and all of them have been good, more or less. So... There's definitely a lot that I think that people are going to be able to dig in here and find and talk about. Um, I guess big picture, like I said, it's a $5 service. You can get the first month free. Uh, I feel like anybody who has an iPhone should just do the first month, see if there's anything in there that you like, especially now that controller support is a thing. Um, 
beyond that, I think that I might do at least one more month because there's a game that I'm playing right now that I really like and that I would like to finish if I don't finish it before the month is up. You know, but I could see what myself. kind of games are there. So that's what I was going to get to next. Um, so there's all kinds of games, basically, like any kind of genre you could imagine, basically, is represented here. Some of the games are going to be made by small indie teams that you've never heard of before. Uh, there are a couple of games, like there's a Rayman game on there. It's an auto runner, which I don't really care much for, but um, but it is a Rayman game, you know, so people that are into Rayman right. probably enjoy that. Uh, there's the there's a new Shantae game on there, and it's just the same game that's going to be coming to other platforms sometime later this year, early next year, just on this. Um, and again, since there's controller support, you just play it with a controller and never have to worry about touch controls, and it feels like the same game. The um, uh, Oceanhorn 2 is on there. That's like a Zelda-like game. The first one originally came out on iOS. It hit you know Vita and Switch after that. Um, I know people really, really like that game as, like again, like a sort of smaller team Zelda. Uh, so the sequel is on there exclusively right now. Um, that's a lot of fun. Uh, right. There is there's a Sonic racing game, which is funny considering uh, Mario Kart Tour problems. Um, it's uh, I mean, it plays pretty similarly to to Mario Kart Tour. Honestly, you know, the cart moves by itself, and you just swipe to to steer. Um, but there's also like other small weird games that I think are sort of really interesting. Um, the one that I like the most right now is this game called What the Golf. And it's a golfing game, air quotes, golfing game, that is really like a sort of physics puzzle game that's like based around like golf as a concept um, where I'm just trying to like, I don't want to spoil everything because there's like so much in this game. Like, and it's kind of long too. Like I've, I've played like maybe three or four hours of it and it gives you like a timer, like not a timer, like a percentage amount of how much of the game you played. And it says I'm at like 45% of the way through the game. So like there's a lot of content in this thing. But um, but basically like, so there'll be some levels where the game starts off and it's like, and it looks like it's golf and you have to just hit the ball into the hole and that's it. And then the next level you go to hit the ball and instead of the ball flying away, your golf club flies. And now you have to get your golf club to hit, to hit the flag to beat, to beat the level. And then... Uh, later in the game, there's levels where you have to knock down all the trees on the course instead of trying to get into the hole at all. And then there's levels where you play as the hole, and, and the goal of the game is to uh, <laughs> is to like catch a ball that's like running around elsewhere on the green. Uh, and then like after you like beat this sort of tutorial levels, suddenly you're in this like golf research laboratory and you have to like hit a golf ball you play as a golf ball that you hit around to find different levels and they eventually start this part i'm not going to spoil what they do but eventually they start like having themes where every level or group of levels is like a riff on some other popular game genre but like and even specific games in some play in some in some instances um but like as if What's it were a golf called? it's called what the golf so what the golf yes um, i do think it's going to be coming to switch and steam later this year but i would 
especially if you since it's a free trial like this is like the game that i would recommend the most as absurd and ridiculous as it sounds it is so much fun uh and again since the levels are like so short it's like the perfect kind of game that you can just pick up play a level and then be done with it right um so that mm. one's probably the one that i have the highest recommendation for i could keep going on and on and on and on but like i said there's so much in it that i don't want to spoil um but just try it out you'll know like within two minutes whether or not it's your kind of game because that's how quick it is uh right another, another similar kind of game in the fact that it's just like a like a sort of silly fun riff on something. Uh, there's a game called Cricket Through the Ages, which starts off as if it's like a playable documentary about the history of cricket uh, with like silly physics involved. So like you tap one side of the screen to like swing your cricket bat or like to throw the ball, but like your character's wobbling around the whole time. And like actually a major portion of the game is like trying to throw the ball to kill your opponent rather than having them hit the ball back. Uh, and then like once you beat that sort of like fake documentary mode that like literally starts off like with the sort of British narrator being like, you know, uh, uh, you know, in prehistoric times, they invented cricket. So you're like cavemen playing cricket and then eventually goes through like all of human history. Uh, after you, after you beat that mode, you unlock like other modes where you'll be like playing soccer as if it were cricket, you know? Uh, so again, sort of like a, a silly physics kind of game. That's a lot of fun. Uh, cool. There's also Exit the Gungeon. So anybody ever played Enter the Gungeon um, might recognize this one. It's like a uh, it's a spinoff of that game. And the main difference is, have you ever played Enter the Gungeon? No. No. Um, so Enter the Gungeon is like a top-down. Um, roguelike where you go through these different like dungeon floors um, and like the whole idea is that the, that you just are collecting guns and you have to shoot your way you know through these things um, but like it gets kind of silly because some of the guns like there's one that shoots snowballs you know um, and all of the right. enemies, all the enemies that you fight are also like bullets um, that shoot bullets at you. It sounds way weirder than it actually is, but uh, but but again, since it's a roguelike, you know, like what you get is random, like every level. So this game uh, instead is like a two D um, roguelike, where you're basically like riding an elevator, and you have like waves of enemies that come at you, and the goal is for you to like survive through each wave, kill each boss, and exit the dungeon. Um, it's a lot of fun. That's also another game that like really nails its touch controls. Uh, you can play it with a controller, and I, and you can when you use the controller, it kind of plays almost identically to the original end of the Gungeon. Um, but the touch controls are just like perfect in this game. Um, the way they have you use like both sides of the screen. I think everybody else should like take note of how well the touch controls work in this game. Right. Um, one last one, I guess, that I can like really shout out. Uh, this one I know. I think it's like the only game that I know of that I think launched on other platforms at the same time. Um, but Sayonara Wild Hearts is, uh, I guess it's basically a rhythm game for lack of a better explanation, but it's like a sort of adventure rhythm game. So you play as this character right. who um, rides a motorcycle and you're like going through these cities and you have to sort of move um, to like avoid traffic 
and you're collecting items and then like you'll chase down bosses and try to like fight them you know on your motorcycle but like there's this fun music playing the whole time and um it's not like a rhythm game in the sense that like you have to follow the beat to do things but like if you do get in sync with the beat you'll find it's a lot easier to navigate around the world because it moves pretty fast um that's a really fun game again to just like throw on headphones and just chill out with for you know a couple minutes right so yeah that's uh that's apple arcade um just a couple of games like i said there's close to 100 of them um at this point there's gonna be more so like i said i think it's something that people should just try out um because are these I, games that you have to buy on the marketplace if you don't have the subscription or is no, it so like exclusive? You can only play them through Apple Arcade. So none of these games are available on the App Store outside of Apple Arcade. Interesting. Um, so yeah, if you want to play any of these games, you got you to gotta subscribe to it. Um, and like I mentioned, some of the games are coming to other platforms later. Like I said, Cyanar or Wild Hearts, I think is available on other platforms right now even. Um, right. And Shantae, I know it's coming later. What the Call's website says it's coming later, you know. Um, but at, but as far as being on iOS, they're only available through the arcade. And since you can try a month for free, I think it's worth a shot. You know, you might find something that you really love. I'm sure there's stuff out there that I haven't even mentioned. I know there's like um, there's a game I think it's called Bleak Sword. I think that people have described as like a sort of you know iOS Dark Souls. Uh, kind of game um there's like adventure mm. games that you can do like sort of like a um, visual novel or like point and click games um there's there's a skateboarding game that i heard is pretty good <laughs> you know there's just like basically anything you can imagine and right. um like i said i don't know where it's gonna go in the future i don't know how sustainable this kind of model is you know at the same time this came out mario kart tour came out with a five dollar like subscription pass just to itself and people were like ha huh, why would you pay to do that when you can pay five dollars for 100 games on apple arcade you know so i don't i don't know how quickly this is going to break the mobile market for apple entirely in terms of like microtransactions and other games because i don't think i mentioned this but like none of these games have microtransactions like that's sort of the whole point is that you pay for the subscription and all of these games are complete games and you don't have to buy anything else once you're in there to play them, you can just play them as they are. And that's, that's the whole game, yeah. right. which is, I mean, this sounds like such a novel concept, <laughs> uh, but, on, but on a mobile, as we've, as we've uh, been discussing, you know, microtransactions are the norm. Yeah. Um, so it does feel nice to, sure. to not have to, to even think about that necessarily when you're going through these. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really it. It's worth a check out, I think. Yeah, I definitely might. Uh, what the golf game sounds interesting. It's really good. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's gonna. It might make my uh, my end of the year list, uh, which is hilarious. Something. To think that it's enough. I mean, like I said, I put in three, four hours into it already. Every single second has been a blast. You know. So right. That's that's fun. That's how you measure fun, man. You know. Yeah. Got my money's worth. Okay. Anything you want to wrap up with here? 
Tripod Mobile. And I don't know. Studio is not sponsored by Cod Mobile. <laughs> Liability. I'm going to go no, before uh, Cod wants to yeah. sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, That's I think it. we can call this one a wrap, this little mobile special. Everybody, thanks for yeah. hanging out with us today. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, remember to uh, leave a review in iTunes for us. Uh, that really helps us out and helps other people find the show. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube and you have not yet subscribed to the channel, please subscribe to the channel because you can see more stuff like this. Other things, um, I know I'm going to have some more collectible stuff to show off here in the future um, pretty soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, if you want to check out, check us out playing games, we do have a Twitch channel. We are at really love G1 on Twitch and you can also follow us on Twitter for updates between episodes and just for other things that we like to share sometimes. Uh, also at really love G1. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks everybody. Peace out. See you.